What's up, y'all? Respect the chat podcast is back. Oh, y'all, we were going to come back. We hit you with an episode last week, NFL playoffs. We're hitting you with another episode this week, more NFL playoffs. And we're going to try to be more consistent. I dragged Rich out again. Rich did it again. So welcome <laughs> back again, Rich. You sound better. What's going on, everyone? Yeah, I don't have my COVID voice. <laughs> Rich, you just bounced back, man. Got off the COVID, COVID list, COVID protocols for a week or so, you know? And uh, you had to put them on your injured list. You could pick up somebody else. I oh, hope yeah. you did that. Ryan's here as well. Yo, yo. You know, you know we're here. Come on now. That's it, man. Healthy. That's it. It says healthy by my name. <laughs> Must start. <laughs> Speaking of NBA, Family, Fantasy, Basketball League. Oh, yeah. It's a league that we're all in. Um, we're going to talk about that, too. Just Rich got some trade offers, so we want to talk those out a little bit. And you could just dis- we're going to discuss our teams and you know kind of see how we're feeling about things, maybe we- if we need to make a move or where we need to go. But it's definitely a fun and awesome league we play in. But let's start with the NFL playoffs from last week, round one of the wild card. I just want to see what you guys were thinking of these games, if you enjoyed them, who were you surprised by, just your thoughts and stuff like that. Um, Raiders um, versus the Bengals was the first game. Bengals win 26-19. Let's go Bengals, man. Really happy for them, myself. Um, thought Joe Burrow played great. Thought the defense played great. Really happy that they got that win, man. Much deserved and definitely long awaited. Ryan, what did you think about that one? Bengals, Raiders. No, it was a good game. I think a lot of what we were saying on the podcast uh, last episode uh, came to fruition. I think that the the Bengals moved the ball pretty well. There were some lulls in the middle, but uh, it did seem like what I was saying about that five and a half. Uh, you know that last drive. It comes down to there's the cover right there. If all you need is they get that touchdown, goes to overtime, or or even they miss the extra point, something like that. Whenever I see that five and a half in terms of just taking the spread. Um, it's kind of crazy to me, but I think I think we all agreed on the Bengals uh, to move on. I really liked uh, the way they utilized Chase. I, I think that this is going to be a really important in moving forward in this next round, just their, how explosive their offense can be. I think they need to continue with that, and uh, we'll see. They draw a real tough matchup next week, obviously. Um, or, wow, not even next week. It's this week. Uh, yeah, I think tomorrow. No, no, Saturday. Saturday yeah, yeah. We're recording Thursday. You guys will be listening whenever you listen. But, yeah, Saturday. Oh, my God. My timing's all off here. But, yeah, I, I think they just got to continue that. But I am happy for the Bengals. I, I do really like Joe Burrow. Uh, I, I keep saying I hate that he's, he's a Bengal, and I hate that it's the AFC North. But I do really like Joe Burrow. I'm a fan of his, so I, I would like to see him keep going. What, do you, what are you guys thinking about that game? Most definitely, man. Joe Burrow, I wanted to ask Rich about this. Joe Burrow, 244 yards passing and two touchdowns. They, uh, Derek Carr had 310 yards, one touchdown, one interception. From the stats, you know, you could see that Carr threw for a little more yards, but Burrow just so efficient, Rich. 24 for 34, 244 and two touchdowns. Were you impressed by him? And did you think that you were going to get more from Mixon? Because I know you picked him in the playoff fantasy league that we got. He only had 17 carries for 48 yards. Oh, uh, I mean, go, I'll go back to Joe Barrow. I mean, he, he he's awesome. I, I I'll, I'll second what Ryan said. You know, it stinks that he's in the AFC North. I'm a huge Joe Barrow fan. He's so efficient. You know what I like about this offense is that T. Higgins had one one catch this whole game, and Chase was the main guy. I feel like next week T. Higgins could get 10 receptions. Chase could only have a couple. Or Joe Mixon could take off and have over 100 yards rushing. This offense has so many playmakers that, you know, they don't all have to be clicking. I think if this one's on, and I mean, it, it proves they're all playmakers. Chase had, I don't know how many receiving yards, but he dominated in this game. And, that, and that's what got him to win. So coming into this week, you know, it, 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 this one of those guys just have to be on. And I think they could get a, a win. And, you know, just Joe Burrow being consistent like he's been. And um, he just has to continue doing that. And, not, and don't don't make any mistakes. Just keep them in a game. You know, don't throw any interceptions. Uh, I believe you said he didn't have one, correct, in those stats that you? Oh, no, Joe Burrow didn't. And you're exactly. right, Jamar Chase had nine receptions, 116 yards. Tyler Boyd, 
four catches, 26 yards, and a touchdown. T. Higgins, one catch, 10 yards, no touchdowns. So, but the tight end had a big game, too. Yeah, C.J. Usma. Is that his name? Yes. Usama? <laughs> yeah, that second one sounds good. That second one yeah. sounds good. <laughs> he had, he was six for 64 on a tutty, too. So Yeah. I'm on the Bengals uh, bandwagon right now, man. I think they're they're hot. I actually think them going into Tennessee this weekend, they're going to get the win. Um, we'll get there. Don't give them too much of a preview, Rich. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right. Bengals. Uh, Bengals. Bengals on my mind, man. I'm rooting for them, too. Um, Bills, Patriots, 47-17 blowout. Not much to say here. Uh, Josh Allen looked amazing. Looked really, really good. Bills defense is on fire. And just as we always thought, Patriots go down in points. They don't have the offense to come back. And that stingy defense ran out of stinginess, if that's a word, and uh, or became more, um, more uh, generous. Okay. <laughs> there we go. And they were giving away points left and right there. So Josh, Josh Allen, wow, played really well, right? Rich, I know you had to be impressed. I'll let you start this one off here. And also because you thought the Patriots were going to be uh, winning this game. So I believe, we'll it, was, I believe well, it was upset of the week was the phrase. <laughs> wow. we've, been doing, we, we've been doing this podcast for about like two years, on and off for a little while. But I'm pretty sure the listeners know when I make a comment like this to bet on the opposite of what I say. Because every time I make a statement or comment like this, it's a complete opposite. Um, <laughs> oh, I, I know. Be, uh, <laughs> Next game, what they're going to discuss, you had the other team, and, and I wasn't too happy when I heard it on the podcast. But let's stick with the Bills-Patriots. What do you think? Uh, completely different than what I thought. I thought it was going to be a low-scoring game. The Patriots was going to play a good defense in that cold weather. But uh, that Buffalo's offense just came out. And Josh Allen, man, what a player. Just running down the field, throwing the ball down the field. He had more touchdowns than incomplete passes. I mean, he was just on fire in this game. And, you know, you can't take it away from the Bills or Josh Allen. They played a great game. And like you said, you know, when the Patriots get down, they don't have the talent to 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 come back in a game like that. You know, they, they need to be in a battle to keep that game closer to get a win. And they didn't. The Bills just, just took over and, and dominated them. Definitely. I think Josh Allen, to me, was the MVP of Wild Card Week 1. That guy played amazing, man. Um, 21 for 25, 308 yards, five touchdowns, no interceptions, four incompletions. And more touchdowns than incompletions in that game. And you are right, Josh Allen got on his horse, a bull, and he was six carries for 66 yards. And there's no one better to talk about that than Ryan, who hit me up during the game and said, listen to this bet, the first drive. I think he got more than halfway there, right, right? Oh yeah, yeah. As soon as I as soon as I saw what was going to be going on, I saw the line for for Josh Allen rushing yards. And the first thing I told everybody, I was like, just take this Josh Allen rushing yards. He didn't rush at all in the final week against uh, the Jets or whatever. I was like, he's saving his legs for this playoff game. He's going to win this game no matter what. Um, I didn't think he was going to be as stellar of a performance that he had, obviously, but. Um, that, that was a good, nice little hit for me. But uh, back, back to just the regular game, not only did he have a great game, he had a perfect game, that offense. Um, they came out, they scored a touchdown on every single drive except for the time they kneel, were in victory formation. That is insane to me. They had, and especially in a division rival playoff, you know, wild card game, um, they, you, you just got to tip your hats to that if you're the Patriots they just played the perfect game and it's impossible to beat a team when they play perfect like like the Bills just did but uh, if they could just ride that momentum you know they could be a, one of the most dangerous teams in, in this playoff and that's including Chiefs, Packers all all those teams but um, yeah I, there's not much more to say about it uh, they left it all in the field in, in that first round but I'm excited to see if they can carry that over into the next one. Definitely. I agree. Looking forward to the Bills. I know my dad's happy. 49ers, Cowboys, 23-17, 49ers. And uh, I'll start because uh, this one hit me hard, man. Mm -hmm. um, it really did. Like, I didn't – it's not that I thought we were going to go to the Super Bowl. I thought mm -hmm. this team was built to make a run. You know what I'm saying? Like a, like a real run at it. And I knew the contracts and I knew the ages of guys and I knew – what we were looking to do and to accomplish this year. And, um, man, oh, it was a disappointment. Didn't even, to me, it wasn't even 
one second I felt like we were going to turn the game around and win. I, I, I'm being honest, you know. Drive The first drive of the game, they come down, they score right away. We The defense just looked like Swiss cheese. And I wasn't worried about the defense. I was just like, all right, well, now that we're going to get the ball, and we got to go down the field and score. Like, it can't be like we're punting the ball three, four times and giving them numerous opportunities. Debo Samuel, I love him. Wish he hate, I wish he didn't play for the 49ers. Wish he played for the Cowboys. That'd be awesome. That guy's unbelievable. The games that he has, the way that Kyle... Shanahan uses them. Um, Cowboys made it more complicated, I think, than what it needed to be. I agree with Troy Aikman and his his comments. If any if anybody's seen that out there, I know I put it in the chat. Russ just kind of saying like TD Lamb was open all game. Um, the defense was giving them a lot of things, and uh, in the passing game, they didn't even take it. They didn't even try to take it, you know. And um, I don't know. I don't like Mike McCarthy. I hope he. I, I would like him to be fired. I would like Dan Quinn to be the coach or Brian Flores to be the coach. Um, I don't want Kellen Moore there either. I don't like him as an offensive coordinator. I think he's two into one thing. He's either passing all drive or all or for fifty times a game, and we abandon the run. Um, and the run is us, man. We're the run. And I know our offensive line is getting a little older, but we could run the ball. The only time we scored in that game is when it's on the drive that we ran. So that's my opinion on it. Ryan, how are you feeling about the Cowboys versus the 49ers game? Well, I know you said that uh, you didn't expect them to go to the Super Bowl, but I just got on here last week and said they were winning the Super Bowl. So um, I don't know. They fooled me. They fooled me. Uh, I thought that they would put it all together here in this playoff run. Uh, I know they're usually this inconsistent team, and, and this whole year they had just bright spots where it's like, okay, this is the Cowboys, and then they had low spots where you're like, no, is this the Cowboys? I'm not, I'm not sure. Um, but I, I think you're right. I think that's spot on. They weren't taking what the defense was giving them. They were trying to do way too much, it looked like. Because um, I saw there was, there was opportunities there. You said CeeDee Lamb was open all game. It looked like the run game had potential if they if they didn't abandon it. Um, it's just hard when you when you start down and you're just stuck and your defense can't really get stops and it's it's just a snowball effect from there. But credit credit to the 49ers. They came out and they they stuck to their game plan. Um, pushed the ball offensively, ran the ball, played tough on defense. But something about the 49ers, they always like to give it up at the end almost you know Cowboys did have a shot did have a shot there at the end but uh moving forward they're gonna have to play an outstanding game in this next round uh to keep that going but we'll see we'll see how it goes but the Cowboys I I gotta agree with a bit of a disappointment there with the first round exit definitely disappointment and you're right the Cowboys had two opportunities to um win this game still you know and I agree with you we'll get to that in in a second in the next round don't do don't let the Packers do that because Aaron Rodgers is going to make you pay if you give him that much time to drive down the field and win. Um disappointing. Mm. Rich, how'd you feel about it? I know you're picking the Cowboys. Debo Samuel, by the way, ten carries, seventy two yards. Ten carries, seventy two yards for a wide receiver, three receptions, thirty eight yards, and he had a rushing touchdown in that game. They get that guy touching the ball right at the right times and right plays, and he makes you pay, bro. Right, Rich? Oh, yeah, definitely. Debo Samuel's a beast. But uh, to the Cowboys' performance, I blame it all on the coaching staff. All year long, you saw the Cowboys. They come out flat. They come out flat in that first half, and, you know, next thing you know, the Cowboys in the second half, they're making these drives, a nice comeback win or whatever. I mean, in the playoffs, as a coach, you have to have your team ready to go. They have to be motivated. They have to be – that offense, that first series, you need to – they go down and score, like you said, Mike. That series on offense was the most important series on offense of the whole game. You have to be able to establish yourself, drive down the field, get some type of points. The second the Cowboys can't put up points or playing from behind, you see they, they're, they're trying to do more than, when, than what they have to. And I believe that's on the, uh, what's his name, the offensive coordinator. You know, they got so much talent. Dak's a great quarterback. We've seen plenty of games where this guy could take over a game and win a game for you. Zeke could run down, run the ball down the field and just dominate the, 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 the defense. CeeDee Lamb could have a great game. Like, they have playmakers. 
the coaches have to be able to manage their team, get them ready for these big games, and put them in a good situation. You know, the last play of the game, they run a QB sneak. Yeah, you know, looking back at it, if it worked and they got to spike the ball, they're on the 20. That's a better chance of them making an accurate throw or a good play call to make them a score rather than being on, a, on, on the 40 and kind of just doing a Hail Mary toss. I get it, but time management this whole season on Mike McCarthy has been a question, man. Like, he doesn't call timeouts when he's supposed to. Like, I don't know, Mike. It's, it, it was tough to watch, man. I, I really did feel bad for you that whole game. And I, I think the key for the Cowboys is just getting rid of that whole coaching staff, you know, maybe promoting up Dan Quinn's. That defense did get better. Mm -hmm. So, you know, he's showing that there's progress there. So they just need a coach that's going to come in and, and keep them motivated. Matt Flores would be a good – where's that his name, right, Matt Flores? Brian. What? Brian. Oh, yeah. But – that's man, the Cowboys just I feel bad for him. Definitely. At LaFleur or Matt Flores. See the Brian Flores' cousin. I forget. Or Flores, <laughs> oh. I, I mixed them up. <laughs> Eagles versus Buccaneers. Buccaneers blow them out 31 15. We don't got to hang on to this one too much. Um, Tom Brady looked like Tom Brady. He played well. Uh, the defense, whoa, that defense is serious. And a great matchup in the next round, which we're going to get to in a couple of minutes. But just quick comments on that game. What are you guys thinking about Brady's performance? Bye. So, I, I mean, the Eagles, like like you said, we're not going to hang too much on it. I think we saw exactly what we expected to see, uh, at least us non-Eagle fans. Um, he came out. He did exactly what we thought Tom Brady would do in a playoff game, uh, used his weapons that he had. Uh, and I was wrong. They did should have had Leonard Fournette, and they didn't even have him. They decided not to play him. They said, you know what, we'll save him. We don't even need him this round. Um, but shout-out to the defense. I want to give a shout-out to my boy Jordan Whitehead. I don't think he gets enough love. Yeah. Pitt alum. He was, was a stud here, is a stud in the NFL. He plays the position super well. They can move him around anywhere they want, and he'll make a play. He's. I feel like he's in on every tackle when I'm watching. But – um. Yeah, no, shout-out to that defense. They stepped up when they needed to. Like we were saying last week, uh, they came to play. Uh, that's, that's pretty much all I have to say on that. We're going to see next week when they have a little bit of a tougher competition. What do you think, Rich? Yeah, with six tackles, Whitehead. Yeah, he's crazy. Really, man. No. Really <clears throat> the defense did come in hot. You know, I, I was kind of questioning their defense on the last podcast, if you guys remember. But uh, I, I didn't realize that they were basically getting everyone back, you know, uh, Davis came back. Uh, there was a couple injuries. I can't. I can't remember all the names. But mm -hmm. a lot of their big guys came back on defense, and it's like they didn't skip a beat, man. That defense is right where where it was, and with them being healthy, I think that's dangerous for teams in the NFC right now. Um, offense, you know, Tom Brady is just Tom Brady. He's gonna make plays with whoever he has. We've seen it with New England. You know, like they basically had the garbage man running routes for him. He would have like a hundred receiving yards that game. Mm -hmm. It's just that's what Tom Brady does. He, he he turns whoever he's with into playmakers. So, you know, it's interesting to see as they go a little deeper if that kind of hurts them a little bit. You know, only having Mike uh, Mike Evans, um, Gronk, and that's pretty much it, right? As as their deep threats or you know wide receivers, Fournette coming back will be huge for them, but. Uh, I think the offense is going to be the area that's going to be the question mark on if they can make it to make another run to the Super Bowl. That kid, that kid, um, Johnson, Tyler Johnson, I think that's mm. his name. Uh, yeah, he he played pretty good in that game. He had he had two catches for thirty yards, um, but still he was just the it was a lot more it was targets coming his way. A lot of these guys, um, Evans, Bernard, Gronkowski, Johnson, Cameron Brate, uh, Vaughn, Scotty Miller, Perriman, and OJ Howard. All those guys got a touch in that game. Mike Evans had the most, 9 for 117 um, and a touchdown. But that's Brady. Just sneak. If he's got that one guy, the rest of the crew could be anybody, and he's going to figure out how to beat you. The Eagles, man, I'd love to have Frankie on to see where he thinks they go. Um, but So we'll wait. We'll hold on to that and see where they go. Right. They're in the rebuilding year, so <laughs> I'd like to hear like to hear what he has to say. Um, shout out to Frankie. Chiefs Steelers 42 21. 
Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes looked good. The offense looked good. The defense looked pretty good. Um, too much, you know. They were they were they were the Chiefs. They played like the Chiefs. That we know who they are. And um, the Steelers hung in there as best as they could. But even more than what you thought about the game, Rye, or you can include that. Um, what what do you think the Steelers do going forward as a team? Well, I'll start with the game. Um, that first quarter was was some of the best football you know I've watched all year from the Steelers, just in terms of from a fan perspective. Uh, that offense is absolutely atrocious. Um, when you punt the ball ten times back to Patrick Mahomes, he's gonna score. You know that offense is gonna score, but. Uh, on defense, I, I was I was hype every time the defense came on the field. It, they're fun to watch, you know. They get after the quarterback, and like you were saying, it doesn't matter if you beat us by twenty or by forty or by five. You're gonna feel it the next game, uh, and I, I think I think getting to Patrick Mahomes and uh, whoever whoever else was getting beat up that game uh, by the defense, they I, th- I feel like they felt the hits. They're gonna feel it next week against the Bills, but uh, like you said, just too much. Uh, Pretty much what was expected, uh, a lot, what a lot of people expected. We started out strong. We tried to give it a fight. But moving forward, uh, I'll tell you what I don't want to see. I, I think that's the best place I could start because uh, Steelers fans out there, you know, Pat knows, you just never know what, what this team's going to do. And you feel like you, you hold on to some bit of hope that we have the pieces right there. Uh, and then... You know, they hit us with some news. The offensive coordinator's coming back, Matt Canada, a guy that I liked in the beginning of the year. Um, I thought he was going to do well for us, and he just has terrible, terrible decision-making. We run the ball into the line three times and then punt it away, or we run it into the line two times and throw a quick slant that goes incomplete. You know, that's our whole offense. But uh, moving on from Ben's going to be tough. I think it's going to take a little bit. I definitely think we go quarterback in the draft. Um, no matter what, in, t- in terms of who we sign. Uh, I think, Rich, in, in the chat, you made a really good point. I think we d- should sign a veteran quarterback. Uh, I think we should go f- go after somebody who, you know, maybe a journeyman, someone who has some experience, maybe someone who's a veteran who's up on their contract. Um, draft a young quarterback with potential and, and try to get them to work together. Unfortunately, what I think and what I don't want to happen is I think they're going to let Rudolph and Haskins duel it out uh, for the starting spot. I think they're going to draft, you know, whatever quarterback prospect falls to us. And I think they're just going to be content going 0-3, 0-4 until they have an excuse to start the rookie and just chalk up a year, which I don't, I really don't want to see. Um, we have a bunch of pieces on defense that we're going to have to do something with if we waste another year. We have, so we have wide, we have talent on the offensive end. Um, getting Najee, Najee's a stud. We watch, we watch what he could do this year. Um, serviceable wide receivers. You got Claypool's a deep threat. Deontay Johnson, slot receiver that could do it all if he catches the ball. Uh, Firemuth is is a up and coming tight end prospect. I think uh, first year he did pretty well, and that line needs to be completely rebuilt, or they need to figure something out. But I don't know. I, turning around here I, I think that it's hard to replace a quarterback that's been your guy for 18 plus seasons that's not that's never easy um but I think if we get anybody I think we just need someone new that that is all I want to see I want to see someone new I don't want to see the same guy that we've tried three times every time Ben's out and he stinks I don't I don't want that guy the guy that can't beat the Lions I don't I don't want that guy um so my personal hope is that we get Kenny Pickett I hope that he falls to us my guy from Pitt I just think he has a That'd ton awesome. of, I just think he has a ton of experience he's he can throw on the move uh, and experience obviously at the collegiate level but I think he's comfortable is what I is what I mean by that he's comfortable on the field he's comfortable making throws um, I think that he's comfortable in Pittsburgh you know at Heinz Field um, we'll see he's he's really a highly touted prospect now so any team that needs a quarterback might be looking at him. So who knows who falls to us. But to wrap it up from, on, on the Steelers, um, I just want to see something something new that we haven't seen yet from the Steelers. And I think a lot of Steelers fans are hoping for that too. Not the same old move of just wait and see. Wait for that guy to, you know, wait for, for our defense to carry us a whole nother season. I don't want to do that. So, 
Oh, not a good idea. Definitely not. Um, from free agents, I hope this list is accurate. Brian Fitzpatrick, Andy Dalton, Cam Newton, Tyrod Taylor, Jameis Winston, Jacoby Brissett, Eddie Bridgewater, which I know we've talked about that guy. Possibly, he's, you know, what he did in um, Carolina. He's playing pretty good in Denver. Um, he's a guy I think you, that could hold you over until you get someone you really want there. Um Mitchell Trubisky, man. That's an interesting one to me. Mitchell Trubisky, man. I don't know. He's been away for a little bit. I know the last time we seen him, he wasn't playing that great. Chicago was a terrible situation. Matt Nagy stinks, clearly. He's fired, but he stunk for a while. Stunk when he had Trubisky. I don't know, man. I wouldn't count Trubisky out. I do like Bridgewater. I think that's a good move there. Um, Ryan Fitzpatrick. I don't know. Almost Jameis Winston. Look what he did with uh, New Orleans. I think Haskins is a free agent, so I believe so. So they got to let him, please, let him walk. There's, there's other guys out there, or maybe maybe can get a guy like, just for instance, you know, I don't know, but Aaron Rodgers, um, Russell Wilson. What does Jimmy Garoppolo do if, if the Niners lose? Do they continue to roll with him, or does he – get traded somewhere else and make an opportunity. I know the Steelers don't really make big splash moves like that in free agency, but I don't know, man. They're a very interesting team to me next year. Are they cool with rolling with a whoever losing? <laughs> like, a whole, like, a whole, like a lot of games? Well, a painful season? <sighs> or just saying our defense will hold it down, we'll figure it out, but <clears throat> and whatever happens, happens. Rich, what do you think? I don't know, man. The AFC North right now is is the best is it's been in a long time. Each team is winning. I mean, look at the Bengals. Look at the Ravens. The Browns are a 500 team. Like, you need to bring someone in to compete with them, or you're going to be, you're going to have a losing record. You're going to be four and thirteen. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you just need to bring in some veteran quarterback that can manage games, get you some wins, and then, like I was talking about in the chat, you draft a young guy and you. You know, you, you bring them up slowly. How many times have we seen teams draft a quarterback and throw him in way too soon and ruin his career? Yeah, a lot. I, I don't get it. There's there's plenty of veteran quarterbacks out there that you could trade for or pick up and be that bridge quarterback to get you a season or or just half a season. Just to get this guy, this rookie, you know, have him come. I mean, I'm not a big fan of rotating quarterbacks in, but – you know, even if you have to put him in a couple plays through, you know, in a regular game, just so he gets the vibe of what it's like to be out on that field. You know, it's just you have to give these young quarterbacks an opportunity to succeed rather than just throwing them in the fire and hoping they they, they could put it out. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think the Steelers are this type of team where they um say, okay, we're just gonna uh, like roll a team out there and then we stink we stink and we get a high draft pick and cool I, I don't picture them as that i don't picture tomlin as that i'm picture you know but mason the, rudolph and haskin is not your guy not even close well but that's what that tells you though right if they roll that guy out there that seems like to me wait a second they threw in a white towel yeah mike tomlin's days there are numbered then because he ain't gonna roll for that i don't think he does so i think he speaks up this offseason and they get him somebody Teddy Bridgewater, uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick. I don't know. Some Jameis Winston, someone man who can go out there and roll a little bit. But I also don't. If I was the Steelers, I wouldn't necessarily rush if the guy I don't like there in the draft is not there. I'm gonna then go all in on a veteran or make a trade, do that because maybe the year after. No, you're not as good, and you get a p- better pick. Now you're in a better position to get maybe a quarter. This ain't the this ain't the draft for quarterbacks this year, right? Clearly. So if you don't get Pickett, which I think they're very interested in, trade up for him. If you really like him, trade up for him or something like that. I don't know. Um, I just don't see the first scenario as them rolling over, but I do see a scenario where they don't necessarily like the pick and they roll with a veteran. Yeah, and and as I was saying in my in my spiel, but. With those veteran or with those free agent quarterbacks, I I wouldn't be mad at a Jameis Winston because that's something new, you know. That's this is a guy that we don't really have before. He's gonna air that thing out, uh, you know. And I, you gotta 
design different plays for for how he's going to play as well and that that's just you know something that would be new and I wouldn't be mad at that that's all I would be asking for is something new and what I was saying with with that but I, I wouldn't mind you know waiting on on a draft pick if this isn't this isn't the year for quarterbacks but I think the hard thing about that is you know you can't you can't have it both ways you can't if you're going to wait on the draft pick, you're going to have to stink. You know, if the if next draft is going to be the draft for quarterbacks or whenever, we're going to have to stink at some point or else that quarterback's not coming to us unless, you know, we trade away some of our pieces for a first-round pick, you know, someone else's pick, at like like the, what the Eagles did for this year, you know, Giants have done in the past. But um, I don't know. It's going to be really interesting, but I, I like your point, Mike. I think I don't think Tomlin stands for that. I think if they – they're just going to turn over and, and chalk up a season and try to rebuild. I think I agree. As much as he loves being the coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers, I think he, he wants to win. He's he's not trying to – he's he wants to compete. He's not trying to just let the season go by and be one of those guys that, you know, will get him next year. No, he's not trying to do that. So No, definitely not. I agree. Um, Rams, Cardinals, 34-11 Rams. Honestly, not even anything to talk about. We're just going to go right to the to pick the games for this week because mm-hmm. there wasn't anything to show. The Cardinals forgot how to play football once they lost Andre Hopkins or once it was weak, like, I don't know, 11, something like that. I think, I think they, they were 7-9 and nine in the last, like, nine games. Like, they lost 7 out of 9. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, it, it got it got real bad there. They beat the Cowboys. Yeah, well, makes sense. And <laughs> they, I think they, I think they may have, might have won their last game of the year against whoever. And then it was you know they against the Seahawks maybe I don't know. I think they um, lost to the Seahawks. Oh, even better. <laughs> um, there's not wasn't much there at all, man. The Rams look really good. Happy for Matthew Stafford, but we're gonna save that for the next game. Talking about him. Um, Rams move on. Good for them. But I think we all knew that anyway. Um, this Saturday, start with the game that jumps off, jumps them off again. The Bengals jumping off the telecast again. Jumped off against the Raiders. Now they're jumping off against the Titans. I know this one you really like, Rich. You look like you really enjoy going to enjoy this game here. Who's the winner? What are you looking forward to? Uh, I'm looking forward to see if Joe Burrow can, could, in that offense, could stay hot like they've been. Uh, playing in Tennessee is tough. Ten- Tennessee's defense has a pretty good defense, so... I'm interested just to see if Joe Burrow could keep it going and uh, make you know make big plays to his wide receivers, uh, get Joe Mixon a little bit more involved. Um, like I said before, I'm on the I'm on the Bengals bandwagon here, man. I I want them to get this win. I think they are going to win. Um, do we know the spread on this game? I I, I haven't looked recently. Um, three Titans are favored by three and a half. Okay, so. I take, I mean, I, I take the Bengals winning, so that means I obviously cover that, or they, you know, with the points. But uh, yeah, man, I'm excited. I'm curious, you know, if the Titans get uh, Henry back, how fi- efficient he's gonna be. You know, he hasn't played in, I don't know, five weeks or so. It's been a while since he's played, so you know, depend. It, it either go one way, he has a slow start, or he's just refueled, full tank, and is trucking down the damn field, and the Bengals are just trying to do whatever they can to stop him. But uh, even so, I think if he's running that way and the Bengals' offense is on point and Joe Burrow's going down the field and getting points, I don't think the Titans could keep up with that. Yeah, it's a, this is a exciting game, man. In Tennessee, Titans get Derrick Henry back. Titans win the AFC. Bengals are on fire. Like, A.J. Brown, Julio Jones is most likely playing – Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd, Joe Mixon, Derek, the superstar. It's like superstar central, man, over here for the offenses. The defense is a sneaky good all year, both these teams. Um, I would love to play for Mike Vrabel. I think he's an awesome coach. I, that's why I even love the Titans even more. I'm going with the Bengals, though, man. I'm riding the Bengals train, too. Let's um, go. I thought Jamar Chase wouldn't have a big of a first game. I thought they, I thought the Raiders would have keyed on him more and let Boyd and Higgins beat them up a little bit. But I'm gonna roll with Boyd and Higgins again, and um, because I do think Joe Burrow needs to use them because they're gonna, they're, they're gonna definitely have a safety over top of Chase at some point here to double him. They can't keep letting him murder people 
you know, every game after game team just taking everybody for, you know, hostage with all the catches. Um, I'm going Bengals, man. This is an exciting one, but I agree totally, Rich. I think that it, um, Derrick Henry, what is what does he look like? Broken toe in his foot uh, or broken foot, one of the whatever it was. Um, or for a big man, it's a tough injury to your feet. I think if anyone can make it through, it's Derrick Henry. And if Derrick Henry is Derrick Henry, well, then the Bengals... I mean, they're going to have a tough game because he makes it tough. When he's on point, he opens up everything for Tannehill then. Um, I really think it depends on that. It's hard to predict how this game's going to go for me uh, other than I think the Bengals are going to win because I just don't know what Derrick Henry's going to look like. It could look one way you know, if Derrick Henry is healthy, if Derrick Henry is so-so, and he's like they're kind of bringing him in and out with Foreman. Bengals, I think, are really going to take advantage of of that, they gotta get Joe Mixon going, man. The Bengals gotta get Joe Mixon going. Don't just make Joe Burrow throw the ball, you know, 30, 40 times. I don't think that's a good look either. Be efficient with that, you know. Right? What do you think? Um, I'm the lone wolf today. I'm the lone wolf on this one. Exactly. Um, I, I like the Titans. I I think that the Titans, despite the Bengals looking as what as good as they have offensively, I think the Titans just find ways to find ways to win games you know this season they lost Derrick Henry a while ago and they still came out and won the AFC I think that they just find ways to win um and and see I'm going to go in a different direction I I disagree about uh how Derrick Henry's gonna look uh mattering I I don't think it matters I think Foreman has been playing well so even if they mix him have to mix him uh, and give Derrick Henry you know limited snaps I think it's still gonna work out for them uh in terms of running the football, setting up that play action that they love, uh, Tannehill being able to manage the game—that's that's what Tannehill really is. At the end of the day, is a really good game manager. Um, he doesn't make a ton of mistakes uh, when he's. I think if I think it's going to be dangerous if they jump out to a lead early, that they they play this game really slow and methodical. That run game is is still good even without Derrick Henry. Um, Obviously, if he comes out and looks like Derrick Henry, that's an even bigger plus for the Titans. So I'm just going to go in that direction. I think that uh, the Titans have been winning games that they had no business winning from not not even against good teams. I don't. That's not what I mean by that. But like when you come out, they look flat. Uh, both teams look slow, and then they come out and they just somehow they win the game. Um, I think that this is going to be one of those games that they just find a way to win. Uh, that three and a half scares me. Uh, this seems like a one of those weird two point victories. You know, someone missed an f- extra point, something like that. But uh, I'll take it. I'll ride Titans and and the three and a half. I like it, Rich. All right, uh, people can't see you, but where are you in your house? My daughter's room, Chase. <laughs> Chase, Chase, where is this guy, man? <laughs> I couldn't figure out where you are. Couldn't figure out where you are. I got to get the man cave finished, man. I started it. There we go. These guys were playing um, cornhole in the basement. That's how Whoa. long Rich's basement is and big. Yeah, full yeah. length. Hey, I still New got Year's a, Eve. I still got to pop out over there, man. I didn't get the yeah, house. Definitely. Definitely, you man. You see Rich's house? Nah, I got to pop out. Sonny's birthday. Whenever that. Whenever we do that, whenever we have that, that's, that's my next time I'm that's, home. That's my birthday, too, me and Sonny boy. Perfect. Perfect. March 10th, March 4th, correct? There we go. There we That's go. correct, my friends. Um, 49ers versus the Packers. Man, these are all exciting games this week. This game is crazy. I'm interested to hear what the line is of this one. Uh, I'm not going to pick yet. I'm going to hear what you guys think because I honestly don't even know yet. Rich, start us off here. Packers, Niners in Lambeau. Uh, this is tough. Um, Packers having the, a bye week. Um you know, Pat said in our chat earlier, you know, Matt LaFour working with Kyle Shannon in the past. He knows him having that extra week to prep. Uh, I think that's going to be huge. And, you know, as much as that game, you know, it, 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 it was a good game last week between the Cowboys and 49ers. The 49ers have some, you know, bows that got hurt. Uh, um, Wagner was his name, right? Warner. Warner, 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 yeah, Warner, yeah. Warner, Warner. He got hurt. So, you know, the 49ers are not 100% healthy on defense. And, you know, I think their defense is kind of what sets the tone for that whole team. That kind of what gets that offense going, gets Debo going. 
So I'm going with Packers here. I just think the Packers are going to be too much for them. It's in Lambeau. Aaron Rodgers is going to be slinging the ball as much as I hate to say that. I hate Aaron Rodgers. Hmm. Um, Ryan, do you know the spread on this? Yeah, the spread on this game right now is five and a half. Ooh, that tricky five and a half. Mm-hmm. I don't like that. Um, I think the Green. I think the Packers win and they cover that. All right. Like, right, what do you think? Yeah. Packers Niners. Yeah, I'm with I'm with you, Rich. I think the Packers cover that. Um, I think that this offense is just really tough to stop, really tough to slow down, especially with those injuries that the 49ers have sustained. Will hopefully get get their guys back. Uh, if they're going to be competitive in this game, but that one-two punch in the run game is, is one of, if not the best, in the NFL with AJ Dillon, Aaron Jones. They could get super creative with their play calling, with how they use all their guys, and then you can't forget about Devonte Adams. You know, he's the I'd say the best route runner in the NFL. Um, he's just always open that guy, and uh, it doesn't hurt that he has Aaron Rodgers throwing to him, of course. And um, I think that the offense just could be a bit too much. And the Packers' defense has been playing pretty well this year too. Um, I think that it's going to be it's going to be a tough uphill battle for the 49ers. One they can't just drag out and run the football, and I don't think it's going to work out for them that way. Um, I'm, I'm going to go with the Packers and and the cover. I like it. I think I am too. Packers covering the three and a half. I think Aaron Rodgers doesn't make any of the mistakes the Cowboys do, and I think if the Niners leave it open to um, a chance of that happening, a mistake like that happening, um, I think Aaron Rodgers takes advantage of that. I think Aaron Rodgers and the Packers have an advantage in Lambeau, in the really cold weather, um, playoff football. Uh, I know they did they play. Do you remember what was said in the chat about when they played um, the last two times they played? The Niners um. win. Yeah, the Niners had like over 200 rushing yards the last time they played, I think, this season. I think they'll be able to rush. I think Debo Samuel will continue to have a good game. Eli Mitchell will play well, too. I think they're going to make it uncomfortable for Garoppolo, like the Cowboys should have done. Uh, make it, get a real, you know, rush and and then drop and then, you know, really switch it up on him. Make him think a lot, you know. I think he is off when he's really got to make b- bigger decisions um, about what the defense looks like and the fit balls and tight spots, um, I think it's it's something that he's not great at. And listen, I've been wrong, uh, you know, with Jimmy in the past. I still don't believe that Jimmy is a good quarterback. I, I really don't. I just think he's right guy at the right time on the right team. Sometimes yeah. that's who you got to be, though, too. You know, also, so that's fine. But I'm going with the Packers. I think Devontae Adams is re- literally unstoppable in this game. They use him a ton. And I agree. I think that A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones is beats up that run game because if they're going to rush four, like Troy Aikman has been saying, um, we're going to see if they could stop them in the box, you know, and in the secondary. It's going to be very interesting. Great game, man. Real I know Chris quick, Brown Mike, for his Niners. Go ahead. Um, that game that they had uh, during this season, uh, mm-hmm. the Packers won on a last-second Aaron Rodgers drive to, to get a kick from – uh, Mason Crosby. So they pulled Ooh. out the victory in that one. But if we see a game like that, that's going to be crazy. Yeah, listen, they, 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 those type of games could happen. Because if the 49ers get going in the run game, then Jimmy's comfy. And then he could do Jimmy, you know? He could stand back there and do his thing because now they they don't know what to do and they're tired and they just got beat up. They but definitely going to utilize Debo Samuel a ton, though. But here's the thing with the Packers. You know, the 49ers go down the field and score, the Packers going to be coming right back. I, and I, I don't think the 49ers are going to be able, to keep, be able to keep up with that pace. You know, and that's what happened with the Cowboys. 49ers went down, Cowboys couldn't score. You know, and that's not going to happen with the Packers. Aaron Rodgers, when he gets the ball, he's driving. He's getting some sort of points, field goal, a touchdown. And it's overtime, that's going to be too much for the 49ers. I agree, Rich. Yeah, I do definitely think it's going to be whether the 49ers can keep up with the Packers, not vice versa, like it was against the Cowboys. Tough game, man. Wow. What a good game. Rams, Buccaneers, um, Sunday at 3 o'clock. Man, the Rams going to Raymond James Stadium. I was talking to Dom, um, my, my cousin Dominic, um, during the game. And, um, you know, he was saying, man, I think, you know, there's going to be a tough matchup next week. 
I think we can take advantage of them, you know, if we play the right way and we play smart. But he definitely was saying, man, it's a tough game. So, And I think so, too. I really like what Matthew Stafford has did in the last game. Um, they're getting Odell Beckham involved. Man, he is starting to heat up again, huh? Tyler Higby is an absolute beast. He's turning into a top-flight tight end and a guy that they could really lean on. And once you're focused on him in the middle of the field, and you got Cup didn't even have that good of a game. What I'm saying now, this guy is this guy's gonna come, man. He, it's a matter of time before they even start using him more. Whoa, M. Acres. Oh my gosh, coming off the Achilles injury way sooner than what they thought. That guy is on fire, man. He lit them off, and Sony Michelle was running good too. But wow, getting Cam Acres back, man. The defense played well. Von Miller, bro. Von Miller, it's still Von Miller. You know what I'm saying? And Aaron Donald is coming. And Floyd is coming. And they picked up Eric Weddle, who they didn't even need. <laughs> and Jalen Ramsey was buzzing around there, too. Um, but they're playing Tom Brady. Tom Brady's not going to make it easy for you, I'll tell you right now. Not at all. Not at all. They're going to game plan really well for this Rams team. Uh, this is a hard one for me to pick, man. But I can. I, there's just something about me that I cannot go against Brady. I cannot go against Brady. And I think the Bucks defense is good. And the Bucks defense, which Stafford has done, throw picks, they pick sixes, and then it's then it's uphill from there. And then they start forcing things down the field. They start going too deep then on too many plays. And Whitehead and the rest of them boys are going to start swarming. So, I like the Bucks. I'm taking the Bucks. Let's go, Brady. What do you think, Ryan? What do you got? Oh, man. What's the spread? Yeah, I was I was just looking that up right now. Um, the spread is minus three for Tampa Bay. <clears throat> minus three for Tampa Bay. So Tampa Bay's <clears throat> excuse me. Tampa Bay's a slight favorite coming in, but I I gotta agree with Cousin Dom. I'm going with the Rams money line here. Ooh. I got Rams to cover. I got the Rams money line because I think that defense has looked good. Uh, and I think that offense is clicking right now. I, I know they played a lackluster Arizona team. Um, but I think Cam, you said it. I think Cam Akers coming back now being the one-two punch with Sony Michelle uh, is going to make a difference. I think Cooper Cup's going to be open uh, in the right times. And I think that this is going to be one of those moments where where Tom maybe doesn't have all the weapons that he needs. You know, uh, I think... It was one, one. Either you or, or Rich said it, Mike. Um, it might come back to bite them that they don't have all these weapons uh, later on in the playoffs. It might have been you, Rich, but uh, I think that they just. They, I think they activate Fournette. I think they actually use them this time. Uh, so I, I think that'll be that'll be good for them. But it's going to be a really tough game, and I think that the Rams pull this one out. Honestly, I, I truly do. Rich, what do you think? I'm going to Rams Wolf. You're the lone wolf, man. I'm going Rams here. Let's go, Rich. <laughs> and like I said, and I'm going to say it again, I think I think these injuries on the Bucks offense is going to hurt them, and this is going to be the game that really that really shows that. Um, no AB, no Chris Godwin, uh, just Mike Evans. You know, he's really your main guy, or Gronk. And I think Ramsey in a playoff game, whichever one of them's playing well, he could shut down. And then Brady's going to have to start dishing the ball off these other guys that have issues catching. I mean, Perriman dropped a bunch of passes last week. Uh, Tyler Johnson, or whatever mm-hmm. his name is, mm-hmm. he drops the ball a lot too. You know, you, you saw the miscommunication between him and Brady last week and Brady getting mad at these guys. And I just think that's just going to all pile up and, and the Rams are just going to play good defense. Um, that offense is looking great. O- OBJ is getting it more involved. Cooper Cup, like you said, wasn't really even involved last week. You know, he could have a great game. And Cam Akers is running well. Um, I just think the Rams are the better team. And I think that's what uh, I think the Rams will win and move on. Sorry, Tom Brady. You don't think that they turned Stafford over? No. Prone to that. You've seen him do this, though, right? You, you There's games where this guy's got his team starting 14-0. He did it down 14-0. You know, he's throwing pick sixes. I, You know... That defense is really good, man. And they got their guys back. Everyone's back on defense. I think Staff. I don't know, man. I, I just. I'm hoping for Stafford that he doesn't make those dumb mistakes. He's he's known for him, like you said, Mike. He's he's done in the past. 
He just needs to manage this game. Don't turn over the ball, and they should be able to get this win. Okay. I just want to add this too. Bengals, Titans, when we talked about before, I forgot I wanted to add this, and I had it in my notes. Jamar Chase, they're using him the way Debo Samuel has been used in San Francisco. If you watch yes. that team, I think Jamar Chase, they put him, line him up in the backfield a little bit more and use him against the Titans a little bit. More teams are going to do this. Guys who are built like that, using them on both sides of the, you know, using them in multiple positions. Mm-hmm. Um, Bills Chiefs to round out Sunday night. Oh, man, this one is an arrowhead. Obviously, the Chiefs are the highest seeded team, correct? It's an arrowhead? Mm-hmm. Correct. And the mm-hmm. line is what, right? Yeah. Uh, minus one and a half, Chiefs. Ooh, kind of a pick them. Pick them. It's a pick them. Wow. And I'm picking the Bills. I'm picking Josh Allen. And I'm riding the, I'm riding the Buffalo train, man. I love the Bills. Uh, I love Josh Allen, man. And Singletary's playing pretty good. You know, they used him a lot. Dawson Knox, oh my gosh. Had him as the first time scorer, and I hit on that one. Um, Dawson Knox had two touchdowns last game. He's a very... Good player to have, man. These tight ends in the NFL when you got Kelsey in this game. Knox and Mark Andrews, Tyler Higby, George Kittle, Dalton Schultz coming upon, Darren Waller. I mean, Dallas Goddard. Like, the tight end position, bro. And I probably left, you know, I think that dude Tyler Conklin is pretty good in Minnesota, too. I think he continues to get better. And I'm sure I've left out other teams. Fryer Muth, man, that guy is good. There's a lot of really good tight ends. Hawkinson. Uh, oh. uh, Hawkinson from Hawkinson. Detroit. I mean, there's so many, almost every team's got a really good tight end, man. And that makes for a really dangerous weapon. Um, I think they use Dawson Knox again, Singletary. They got to use him. They got to have a run game. Don't make, don't make Josh Allen have to throw the ball constantly and let Josh Allen run, too. I think they're going to key on some of that, too. And they may cheat a little in that box Stop to stop. I'm Josh Allen, and then he may start getting it going. This may be the game where Diggs starts being Diggs again, man, and he gets a couple catches because they just come up in the box a little bit to, to cover what Josh Allen was doing last game, and then Josh Allen starts picking him apart down the field. I got Buffalo. Um, I really like this game. This is an exciting and awesome game to wrap up the um, the second round, divisional round of playoffs. Right, who you got here, Bills, Chiefs? I'm with you. I'm going Bills. I think I think um, Chiefs have been able to be exploited um, this whole season, and I know they the Bills beat them early, real early in the season before you know the Chiefs really started clicking. Um, but I I agree with what you were saying. I think Josh Allen just going to lead this team with his legs, with his arm. Um, they're hot right now. It's it's hard to go from. A perfect game and followed up with you know an even better game obviously but it's also hard to keep drop a complete donut after you do that I feel like you carry that momentum uh, into this game I think it's gonna be I'm not sure what the weather's like in Kansas City but I'm sure it can't be as bad as it was in Buffalo um, and I think that the legs will be feeling good the arms will be feeling good that defense is gonna be flying around making plays at the right time. Those safeties for, for the Bills are, are serious, man. Both those guys are, are legit. It's I think they're going to confuse Patrick Mahomes a little bit. If they turn him over, you know, once, I think that might be enough. Um, I'm going to I'm gonna go with the Bills here. I'm riding with you. Like it. It's Chiefs-Bills. The lone wolf, it looks like. You're going the lone. Home. I'm the lone wolf over here, man. Oh, <laughs> all three of us got our own lone wolf. Go ahead, Rich. What do you think? <laughs> I'm going to Chiefs, man. I just think the Chiefs are back to what the Chiefs are. You know, beginning of the season they look real, they they look real rough. Um, that's when the Bills got the win against them, the Ravens. Um, but I mean, it's the it's, it's the back end of the uh, of the season, man. This is where it counts in the playoffs, and you can't count out Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs, man. I think that offense is clicking, and I just think there's too many playmakers on that offense, um, and I think that's what's going to get the the Chiefs to win. I, I, I don't. Josh Allen's going to play well. I think he's going to put him in a great situation to, to win. But I just don't think they're going to give enough, and he's not going to have enough to get the W for him. You know, Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs at home. Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, um, just everyone they got. It's just going to be tough. And I got the I got the Chiefs winning this one. And whoa, you went against my dad twice now. 
Uh-oh. <laughs> Pick the Patriots Uh-oh. in round one, and now you're going against my dad again in round two, and God willing, we'll all be with each other. Ryan, man, I wish he was with us. I wish he could just whoosh, on yeah. a weekend so we could watch the games and whoosh, fly back or whatever, you know, that whoosh, is there. Top teleport. Nice. I don't know. Something <laughs> that you can get here for the games. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that would be nice. Crack open some nice gentleman Jack. That's what I'm talking Definitely. about. Definitely. Oh, We've been trying to tw- with twisting Pat's arm, man, to get him here to watch games with us. Hopefully we can get him Saturday. It should be me, Rich, and Pat Saturday, hopefully. And then Frankie Boy will be back around Sunday. and we'll, So we'll watch the Sunday games with him um, and uh, and see how it goes. And Pat, I mean, Pat's included in that too, but it sounded like he was available for the Saturdays. Great games, man. We're really excited to come back next week and talk about the winners and losers of these games. Let's talk really quickly before we wrap up. I'm trying to keep it within an hour here. And uh, Francis Ngannou for Surreal Gone UFC 270. Man, we love the UFC. If you're new to this podcast, we love the UFC. We'll be talking about the UFC a lot. They're just getting started again with their pay-per-views and big fights in the new year of 2020. And this is the first one that jumps it off in the heavyweight division. Rich, who do you got in this one? Francis or Surreal Gone? The ex-teammates, man. These guys yeah. used to be on this, be partners, you know, training and sparring against each other. I'm going with Cyril Khan, man. I just think the one fight I saw with him, uh, his stamina is unbelievable for a big guy. Uh, he can move around. He's good at, at striking. I, I don't know, man. I just don't think Francis is going to be able to stay with that stamina that he has, man, and throughout these the, 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 the late rounds. Um, Francis, I feel like he's like a three-round guy, knockout-type power. You know, if he doesn't knock you out and – I don't know. I just think Khan's going to get the win here. You think he goes the distance, uh, I don't know, Ryan? I don't know. No. Oh, you're talking to Ryan? Go ahead, Rich. You can jump in there, too. You think he goes the distance? You're nervous no. about that? No, I just uh, I just don't think. I, I, I don't think he's going to be able to keep the same pace. Okay. Even if it's a two-round fight. think that Surreal Gone is there and he holds... You know, still, you know, it got more output than him because Francis is Francis hits you with one shot, your head comes off, bro. You go out, you, you, you it's over. You know, he you got, don't think he gets that shot off. No, you got. Do you see this guy's footwork? I think he's really good. Surreal. He's like T. John. Rich. He, he's like T. John, the T. J. Dillashaw of that division, man. He's constantly yeah. switching stances. He's all over the place, like, and he could keep that that up for five rounds. I just don't see Francis being able to get a clean shot on him and keeping that pace. See? I agree. I got I got Surreal Gone too, man. I think Surreal Gone wins. I love his footwork. I think he's got good power. He's really good, and I like his personality. I think he's like a perfect heavyweight champ. I don't. I. I mean, I wouldn't be obviously surprised if Francis wins. I thought Francis would be a more exciting heavyweight champion, but he kind of got the belt and then just kind of like disappeared or something like that. You know, I. I, I don't know. Um, I like Surreal Gone, man. I'm definitely taking Surreal Gone. I would say round two, though. Real, round two, I think he catches Francis. I think Francis is gassed. I think the moment gets to him. Gone's movement in the first round gets him. In the second round, he puts him down, puts him out. Let's go, Surreal Gone. What do you think, right? Yeah, I'm with you guys with Surreal Gone. Um, but in the in the way that Rich, I, I think I like your first analysis, Rich. I think I think this does go a little bit further than people think. I think. It, it's going to be a slugfest, but like you were saying with his footwork, I think it's going to be hard for Francis to put him out. But I don't think it's going to be easy to put Francis out either. So I think it does go, you know, a little bit longer than most people would think. But I think Gon's more calculated with his movement, more precise. Uh, I think he outlasts him in terms of stamina, like you were saying. And I think this is a, a win for him later on, you know, late championship rounds or, or decision even. Nice. I like it. In the co-main event, we'll stop it there. Brandon, the baby assassin, Moreno, versus Davison, the god of war, Figueredo. This is the third time these two guys are fighting. Brandon Moreno is the champ. This is a flyweight uh, co-main event, five rounds. Oh, man. This is going to be crazy, bro. I love this fight. Crazy. Yeah, me too. I absolutely love this fight. Um, I love Brandon Moreno. I think he's a, a such an exciting fighter from mexico man just like loves legos he, did you see the lego belt he got mm-hmm. yeah that was sick man he's just such a good dude he's just his personality 
his aura is just is just positivity, man. I'm really about this guy, man. He got hands too. He's your typical Mexican boxer fighter with that tough come at you, just all fight mentality, man. And just such a smart fighter. He, his strikes are really crisp. You know, he knows when to turn it on. He knows when to back it off. He has the fatigue to go, you know, five rounds if need be. Figueredo to me is just a knockout guy. And if you don't get the knockout, he throws really big winding shots. And and Moreno's really good sitting in the pocket, maybe taking a couple. And then just boom, exchanging back. We're trying to figure out how to do this, me and Rich. The more I watch these, you know, obviously football is going to be on all Saturday. And the game is what? That's an 8 o'clock game, right? And then it ends at maybe like... Maybe like 11, 11 or something, right? yeah. Or so. Those fights should be right on right after that. Do we buy it? The price went up. I don't I don't know, man. We don't know what to do yet. We got to see. Uh, Dan, Uncle Dana, man, like, we want to see this fight. We buy all the fights. If you listen to Respect the Chat, let us get <laughs> this one for free. We'll be watching the NFL playoffs and we want to just tune into this. We've got, you know, we want, I don't know. I don't know what we're going to do, but I'm picking Brandon Moreno. What do you think, Ry? Yeah, give me the assassin, baby. I, I like I like Brandon Moreno a lot. Um, I think he won that first fight, too, to be honest. I think mm-hmm. I think he won both these fights. Um, I think he he's a much better striker in terms of precision, volume. I think that's what wins him this this fight. And he, he's good enough on the ground to, to ward off any sort of submission attempt by Figueredo. Um, I know Figueredo is really strong too, really well put together, big for that division. Um, but I, I think the hands of Moreno, if the, if he keeps it like that fight, I think I think Figueredo doesn't want to throw hands with him. Honestly, I think he might try to mix it up, make it a little bit of a scrappier fight, um, shoot on him, make make him, you know, tire him out. But I think I think Moreno is going to see that coming, and I think he wins this one, keeps the belt. Thanks, Rich. What do you think? Wrap us up here. The baby, what is it? The baby assassin the or the assassin, assassin baby? baby? Yeah, the assassin baby. Assassin baby or the or the, or the god of war? <laughs> uh, you guys, go. how you say his name? Figueredo. 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 You going Davidson Figueredo? No, no, no. I yeah. I want to ask you guys a question. What do you think about him training with Henry Cejudo? You think that's gonna give him any type of benefit or like help him at all to win this fight? I do think it helps, and it, it definitely brings a dynamic to the fight that if he does use it against Moreno, he could, you know, he could use then his power. You know, we've we've seen that when Bohovic fought Adesanya. You know, he really used his weight and power to get in the clinches and to wear down um, the smaller fighter. Uh, so being Figueredo's the, the bigger fighter for the division cuts a lot of weight. I think if he does use his wrestling well, um, I think it's something that could be in his advantage. But I don't think wrestling. I think a lot of guys try this for a training camp, train wrestling as much as possible, and then maybe they slack in some other areas or they abandon it. Then when the fight comes, but I don't think you could learn how to wrestle in a training camp. That's just something that's built in you, um, and I don't think you're as confident even to use it in a fight, and that's why you don't really you know, do it as much as you trained it the whole training camp. So I don't know. I don't think it does anything. I think um, Brandon Moreno, no matter what he brings, is going to win this fight. Um, and But I do like that question. I think that's a really good aspect of it, training with Henry Cejudo. I like the, I like the twist he put on it, though, you know, even doing that. You think, right? And, and Rich got to pick the fight. Yeah. But, <laughs> but I think I think that just goes to what I was saying at the end. I think he did, he's going to try and mix it up on, on Moreno because I think he can't win a straight-up you know, brawl, hand-to-hand type situation. Uh, but I think I think Moreno's ready for that. I think he's prepared for that. And I like what you said, Mike. You can't learn how to wrestle overnight, you know, in a training camp. It's it's in you or it's not. And I think that he's going to try to mix it up with, with you know, Brazilian jiu-jitsu, wrestling. I just think Moreno is just going to scramble out of that. And eventually he's just going to have to meet him in the middle. And I think Moreno wins that. Go ahead, Rich. What, what do you think? Uh, I basically agree with exactly what you just said. I think, uh, you know, Moreno's going to win this fight, but uh, I think, um, what's the guy's Figueredo. name? I Figueredo. Figueredo. I think he, I think he, <laughs> I hate you guys for this, man. I hate UFC because no one has a normal damn name. Like, why can't you have Rich The God of Scott? War. The God of you War. There you go. God of War. You can say God of War. 
God of War. I just think he's gonna bring a couple different things to this fight to try to get a, a, an, an advantage. But it, it, you know, I think he still comes up short. And like you said, Ryan, I think eventually he's gonna have to meet him right in the center of the ring, and they're gonna have to ball out again. And Moreno's just gonna throw those fists and get the win again. Well, I'll tell you what, Rich. Uh, <laughs> we we gave you Figueroa, we gave you God of War, but. I mean that's the translation of it. We didn't make you say the Deuce de Guerra like like <laughs> like what he actually his name is, but we'll give you God of War. We'll let but yeah, no, I think Moreno Moreno takes this one too, no matter what his name is. No no matter what you call him, I think Moreno's still taking it. Definitely. Rich was that how come they got, oh, got simple names like Rich the Lunchbox Scott? <laughs> Rich, that's what I mean, man. You know, Richie Quad Yo, Scott, you know. This is why I'll never make it in this is why I'll never make it in sports analyst because I can't pronounce dudes' names. <laughs> That's right. The podcast is going to blow up, and you won't have to. We, you, you'll have to. You'll do it your way. There man. we go. <laughs> um, UFC is exciting. NFL is exciting. Man, tune in. Respect the chat. So happy that we got to do this again. We'll be back again, most likely Thursday night again next week, so you guys can have it available Friday morning. Um, we appreciate it, man. Check us out on all the platforms there um, on Instagram, on Twitter. Right, we're on, we're on Twitter. Yes, sir. Um, YouTube and just. Let us know, man. We'd love to have you guys, uh, even on the podcast. Now we now that we're on Discord, you know, we could we could get you guys jumped on and, and really um, be part of this in some way, in some form. So we appreciate it. Respect the chat, man. New episode. Yeah. Peace.